So when we say the word blockchain, it conjures up uh, various images in people's minds. And unfortunately, due to the popularity of Bitcoin, uh, the first image that uh, that people uh, come to think of when the word blockchain is mentioned is uh, one of cryptocurrency. <clears throat> so let's back up a little bit. Um, so the, the correct terminology uh, that we have to use is actually called a distributed ledger. That means uh, data that is decentralized and held by various computers in a network. And this network could be spread around uh, computers around the world. And it's not owned by a single entity such as Google or Facebook or Apple, but it's actually held by the common public at hand. So that is the first concept of a decentralized network uh, or distributed ledger. So it combines three things, a network, a database, and logic. And that logic is embodied in something called smart contracts. Now this distributed ledger technology or DLT can be um, developed in multiple ways. The first way is using blockchain, which is a particular type of data structure. And there are other methods such as a directed acyclic graphs and so on. So there are many methods of deploying uh, a decentralized uh, network of uh, distributed ledger. So now this distributed ledger, you can deploy in many ways. It's similar to saying aircraft. So aircraft could be a jet plane, it could be a propeller plane, and it could also be a helicopter. All three are aircraft, but then there are different ways and they are uh, different modes of transportation and uh, they have their own uh, strengths and weaknesses and uh, how they are used and so on. So the same way, a uh, distributed ledger technology has got blockchain, directed acyclic graphs and other renditions of such a technology. Now, this technology can hold different types of data. And the first use case that became very popular is uh, holding value or money. And uh, that's where Bitcoin and several other tokens and coins came into the market where they represent money. But then that does not mean that distributed ledger technology cannot be used for other things. And one of the uh, interesting use cases for it is actually <clears throat> for holding contracts. So for all of us um, listening, we actually participate in multiple contracts. Whenever you purchase a product, there is a warranty. That's a contract between the manufacturer and you saying that this particular product that you purchased would have certain characteristics and be able to last a certain period of time uh, and so on. That's the warranty that they give you. Uh, or if you purchase a home, uh, that is a title, that is a contract. Or when you borrow money from a bank for a mortgage or a car loan, that's another type of contract. Or when a uh, person works for an employer, that's an employment contract and so on. So 
there are many types of contracts that govern everyday life and business and uh, contracts are very 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 common in everything and anything that we do now these contracts can be embodied in blockchain and now the difference between a contract that is written on paper uh, versus something on blockchain is as follows when a contract is uh, written up on paper um, that contract is constructed and then the parties involved sign off on the contract and normally it's filed away but there is no active monitoring of that contract nobody is uh, reading the contract daily to ensure that all of the terms and conditions mentioned in the contract are being uh, met um, doing that would be extremely um, <clears throat> time uh, uh, cons uh, consuming and so nobody does that typically they just sign the contract and after that it is filed away and then forgotten until a renewal or something comes up now with parametric contracts uh, that is contract that I embodied in blockchain what happens is these become active contracts that is the um, contract document itself is constantly being monitored and when it's constantly being monitored you can check oh if a renewal is coming up in in uh, 60 days then you give 30 day and it's got a 30 day out clause so you can give 60 day notice to the parties to say within 30 days you have to make a decision because after that it will auto renew for instance or if there's a service level agreement between party a and party b party a is supposed to keep a technology up and running at 95% uptime and that if that uptime comes below 95% there might be certain repercussions from that uh, lack of performance so that can only be monitored using an active form of that contract and that is what TrueDocs is all about it marries two major concepts one concept is a digital form or an electronic form of a contract that can be monitored and the second is supplying real-time information into that construct of a contract active contract so that you can compare what's happening in the real actual world in real time versus what's written in the contract that was written up when it was first signed off on so let's say that it's january 1st and i sign off on a one-year contract for uh, the delivery of a service and along the way uh, comes a, you know just a random day let's say it's march 17th and uh, this contract is you know whatever let's say the service level agreement and uh, the system uptime is now dipped below 95 percent which is signed off as the threshold of being acceptable and so at this point something needs to happen so that uh, information would come in through some real-time feeds into the blockchain and the smart contract that is governing this this, this contract would then notice that uh, certain rules or conditions have been breached and that some uh, it'll trigger some action 
interaction might be a payment might be a notification or something else so that sort of a, a structure infrastructure is what TrueDocs brings to the table for those who wish to learn more about active contracts please speak to the team at NetOptics thank you Thank <music> you.